the mighty dwarf, and Arlene, the dranged woman, worked listlessly at their tasks. They did only what was absolutely necessary, feeding the magic engines, adjusting the atmosphere in the twin balloons that held the ship aloft, manning the tiller to keep them on course. Meanwhile, the decks grew shabby, the material of the balloons drab, the galley fires cold. It seemed impossible to them that Safar would no longer be at their side, amazing the circus crowds with his feats of magic. Sadder still were Safar's parents, Kaji and Myrna, who had never imagined, even in their deepest night terrors, that they would outlive their only son. And his sisters mourned Safar so deeply they could not eat or sleep. And if their husbands hadn't begged them to desist for the sake of their children, they surely would have died from sorrow. Only four outsiders, a warrior woman, a boy, and his two magical creatures prevented the voyage from becoming a disaster. When the privateers, seeing the poor morale of the Kyrenians, conspired to seize them and their goods, planning to sell the people into slavery, the woman overpowered and slew the raider's captain, while the boy, Safar's adopted son, combined his powers with those of the magical creatures to cast a terrifying spell that paralyzed the pirates with fear and forced them into obedience. The woman's name was Lyria. The boy, half-human and half-demon, was Palamac and the creatures, twin favorites who had lived in a stone turtle for a thousand years, were called Gandara and Gundari. Lyria and Palamac had made a promise to Safar Tamura, a promise that they were determined to keep, and they would allow no one to stand in their way. Then one day, the lookout in the airship shouted the joyful news that land was in sight and the little fleet finally came to the shores of fair Serapis, the promised land. Except, instead of milk and honey, they found an army waiting on those shores, an army intent on killing them all. But Palamac and Lyria remembered well their promise, so they roused the people and routed the army. For three long years they fought the ferocious people who inhabited Serapis. And for three long years they searched for the grail Safar had urged them to seek. They had many adventures, many setbacks, and many victories. During that time Palamax strove mightily to educate himself. He scoured ancient tomes, quizzed witches and wizards, and he seized every spare moment to study the Book of Asper that his father had bequeathed to him. For in those pages, his father had said, was the answer to the terrible disaster on the other side of the world, in far Haydenland. That was slowly poisoning all the land and the seas. It was a race against extinction for humans and demons alike, and in that race, Palamac lost his childhood. Chapter 1 
The Dance of Hayden Oh, how he danced, 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 danced to the beat of the harvest drums. All around him a thousand others sang in joyous abandon. They were a handsome people, a glorious people, naked skin painted in fantastic swirling colors. And they danced, 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 singing praises to the gods as shell horns blew, drums throbbed, and their beautiful young queen cried out in ecstasy. She led them, tawny breasts jouncing, smooth thighs thrusting in the ancient mating ritual of the harvest festival. Safar danced with her, pounding his bare feet against the sand, rhythmically slapping his chest with open palms, while above him the tall trees, all heavily laden with ripe fruit, rippled in a salty breeze blowing off the